us in a warm-up? Yeah, that was my warm-up. I am warm and ready to go. Oh, I'm not. Can you help me? La, 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 la. La, la. Yeah. La, la. Look, I got to get my, like, all right. Get the squeaks out. Yeah, because you don't want that on the recording. You do and you don't because it adds texture. It, it reminds you of like where we are, and I think for the listener, it's like little moments of like, like windows into like yeah, normality. Yeah, like human. We are in a room talking to each other, drinking yes, coffee it, and cold brew. Right, because at the end of the day, when you're on your commute or working out, whatever it is, you still want to feel plugged into community and a sense of humanness. Mm-hmm. Very true. Um, this is looking for artists. The past fifteen minutes has been basically what I want to continue doing. <laughs> right, and we were talking <laughs> up a storm on the couch. We were, and now I get in front of the mic and I'm like, oh, I don't know what to do. That should go away fairly soon. No, I feel good. I feel yeah, good. You I'm look pretty great. confident in myself that I can. Good, I can do this. Why? I mean, it's years of practice and 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 saying you are worthy, Nathan. You can do this. Wow, in yeah. in your industry, or is this like a thing that you also do in your life? Um, well, I mean, definitely in the industry because in the opera world, you're judged on a day to day basis, you know. So, um, the only real person that can um, you know be there for you is yourself. You know, everybody else is going to try and tear you down, tell you what you need to do. Um, but really, if you're there saying, hey, I got this, I can do this, you walk in, chest held high, you know, ready to go. Okay, so I come from the acting world, oh, among many others. Actually, before acting, I mm-hmm. studied music, but this mm-hmm. show's not about me. This was just a segue into saying, I want you to introduce yourself. As actors, we have something called a slate. I don't know if you also have slates in opera. We don't have a slate, but yes, um, in in college we were taught that when we get up on the stage we say, Hi, my <laughs> name is Nathan Maddox. Um, I will be singing um, such and such aria today. I hope you enjoy. That kind of thing. So yes. yes, yes. Without saying my name is Nathan Maddox. I am a baritone. I live here in New York City, and I was born in Charleston, South Carolina. Born in Charleston, South Carolina? South Kakalaki. Now, because I'm also a southern boy... As you From found. where? Chattanooga, Tennessee. That's right. So I, I will say to you what everyone says to me, which is, mm, it's interesting. I don't hear an accent. Ah, yeah, you know, see, everybody says that. And yeah. to be honest with you, I kind of attribute the singing um, to getting rid of some of that. So you did have one. Ah, uh, no. Oh. Um, <laughs> in all honesty, Charleston, South Carolina, not so much of an accent. But if you're from like somewhere like Latta or Sumter... You know, they're going to have more of a draw. No offense, Sumter and Latta people, you know, but in Charleston, there's not as much of a draw. Sure. Um, but when I say Charleston, I usually say Charleston or, you know, there's a little bit of a draw. But there's it, no but Charleston. No, not Charleston. Charleston. You know, I'm, I'm not of the elite. You know, <laughs> Tennessee Charleston. Williams. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Chattanooga, though, I attribute it to many things, but the my go-to answer was, my dad's from Michigan. My mm-hmm. mom is from Knoxville. I think it is. Don't be offended, mom. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm also adopted, mom, so my like... family history is kind of all blurred. Yeah, that's that's got to be interesting. It is, and I'm both my parents were white. I grew up in the South. Wow. Yeah, my I... mom was a singer. Really? Yes. Like like pop or like she classical was. Or... Um, she would do pop. Like it was pop, but also um. Um, she sang in choirs and toured yeah. with like groups. Yeah, that's how I started. Choirs is to me, choirs is what gets everybody into, you know, the the solo work, if you will. You know, I never thought hmm. that I would be a solo singer. Sure. You know, I wanted to blend with everybody and, you know, sing as a, a team. You know, now I'm just individual individualistic. If, individualistic. 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 You gotta say that levels. Levels, right. Gotta be sweet to the mic. You have to be individual with your intention. Exactly. So I never I never looked at myself as a soloist. Sure. I broke out of the choir. Yeah. Yeah. In college, that kind of thing. It's a natural, so. that's a natural progression. 
Because no is. kid is like, oh, I want to sing alone yeah. in front of everyone. Yeah, no kid is usually like, put me in front. I'm ready to go, you know? Okay, so so you started in choir around how old were you? So what were you, what was, was happening in Nathan's life? When I was in uh, elementary school, okay. um, I always wanted to be in, in choir. And to be honest with you, um, I auditioned like two or three times, and I was denied. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And is this a Michael Jordan story? This is. You okay, know, here I, we go. I, well, I hope to God that I'm Michael yeah, Jordan dude. one day. Buckle but, in. Uh, but uh, no, her, my teacher's, my, the, the music teacher's name was uh, Miss Planton. Yeah. And uh, I auditioned two or three times, and she said no. <laughs> so um, I don't know, maybe the fourth time she let me in, and then, you know, you know, the story started from there, but, you know, and now I'm, you know, an opera singer in New York, so um, you, you can see hey, how hard I held on to that dream. So, okay, in the long run, you obviously have and probably can will continue to do that, but those oh, first yeah. two rejections, were you singing on your own? Um, you're talking about in... Through uh, it? Elementary school? Yeah. Yeah, you know... It was so long ago that all I just remember is just being rejected, and then finally I got in, you know, and I had a good friend, uh, Justin Kitt, who is actually a phenomenal um, uh, producer, uh, goes by the name of King Kenobi. Um, me and him were good friends, and he, he would always bring over his guitars, and we'd go play on his piano at home, and we'd always make these home videos of us, you know, singing and doing that kind of thing. We were always meant to perform, mm. you know, so... Um, from elementary, it just went into, uh, middle school, high school. You know, I went to a, um, an art school so called school of the arts. So you had to have a major, um, amongst your other academics that you were doing. So it kind of just snowballed after that. So you, you chose your, your major? Uh, yeah, I, I actually, to be honest with you, at first I wanted to be an artist, I, visual, I, visual arts. Yeah, yeah me too. Um, Weirdly, I, yeah. I mean, it's it's fun. You know, you express yourself without having to to speak or talk or sing or anything or get up in in front of a group of people. You know, I, but you are using your body. You are. Yeah. You are. Yeah. Um, and expressing yourself in a different way. And I, I really actually wanted to be a visual artist before I wanted to be a singer. Cool. Um, so I submitted my portfolio, what whatnot. Um, and then I also did a audition for um, the the choir director, if you will. Um, and I ended up getting into the. I actually they denied me from the the visual arts, and I I got into choir. So, um, and then that's where it started in 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 middle school, and then into high school. So, whoa. Okay. Yeah. So, do you remember like any moments? in either middle or high school, or maybe it happened later, where where you were in these choirs and it just kind of, like, sunk in for you, where you're like, oh, this is it. Yeah, it was um, It was actually in, I guess, my transition. It, it was, I guess, the first, my freshman year of high school. Um, I mean, I was just, I was doing the choir stuff. I loved it. Um, our choir director was, uh, oh, let me get this a little bit closer. Yeah. Um, our choir director was uh, Robin Rogers, and that was in in middle school. And then in the high school director, we had Vic Varner, who was like the man, you know. He was the guy, choir teacher of South Carolina. You know, you wanted to sing for him. Well, he retired that year. And I was like, oh, man, well, I don't know if I could sing for any other teacher, you know. And then that's when Kevin Eeks came in. Um, and Kevin Eeks has been, he is the one who actually blossomed um, what it is that I do today. You know, he inspired um, the uh, interest in in all types of music, you know, from Renaissance, medieval to Baroque to classical to romantic to, to everything that you could possibly think of. Um, and I'll never forget, he took us to a concert um, for Chanticleer. Chanticleer is an all-men's choir. Oh, I've heard of it. Have you? I, I had a friend who auditioned for it. They, I, I, well, to be honest with you, my, my dream was to perform for them. Like, oh. I wanted to be in Chanticleer. Like, that was my drive. That's know? awesome. And the fir- when, he, when he first told us that we were going to go see him, I was like, why the heck am I going to go see an all-men's choir? Like, this is stupid. 
it changed my life. I own every single one of their CDs. I listen to it everywhere I go. Um, when I was in when I was in high school, this is past tense. This is past tense. Listened. I mean, well, now I listen to you know opera on a on a day to day basis. I mean that really music. To be honest with you, if we're going to get down to the you know nitty gritty of it, do it. It's what relaxes me. Hmm. You know, not many people can say they listen to opera and that relaxes them. Yeah, that's <laughs> fair. <laughs> it's pretty, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, it's pretty complex, you know? But for but me, also and, when it's done correctly? Yeah. I mean, depending on what's written for you. Yeah. But it's kind of um, a lot. It, it is a lot, you know? It, it's three hours of a lot. Of a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. But I found that you, you take today's music, for instance, it's short, sweet, and to the point. You know, with opera, with, I mean, even if you go back to like madrigals into Renaissance music and stuff like that, there are a lot of complexities to it. Mm. To me, I find the pleasure in finding those complexities. Mm. And, and, and every time I listen, there's something new. There's something new that I'm discovering about that opera. I've been listening to an opera for the past week over and over and over again. And I find something new every time. So... Getting back to to where I was, and the Chanticleer. Is that my phone? I don't know. Or is can you just check and see it? Make sure your phone. It's not my phone. It might be mine. Dum dum. dum. Back to Chanticleer. Chanticleer. Um, it was it was yours? Looky there. So anyway, the so producer. Back to your show. <laughs> back to my show. <laughs> Sorry, to my name is Nathan show. Maddox, and um, <laughs> I will be singing. You can just edit that out. I'm sorry, man. Yeah, exactly. Um, I would love to come back on, just so you know. <laughs> uh, but no, Chanticleer is really what started it. You know, the mm. interest in finding all the music and whatnot. You know, and I, I listened to it on the road when I, I I worked at an ice cream shop. You know, that was like an hour away from my uh, from my house, and I listened to Madrigals with the windows down. Can we pause? Yeah. The ice cream shop yeah. was an hour away from your house. Oh my gosh, dude! I lived in in Charles in West Ashley. The ice cream shop was on Kiowa Island. It was literally an hour drive. What? Oh yeah. Oh, Could yeah. you not find a job closer <laughs> to where you yeah. live? <laughs> I mean, I guess I could have, but uh, did you like ice cream? What was the deal? You know, my dad was the the manager uh, of this of the okay. store, yeah. so. Um, it's actually kind of cool. Yeah, you know, I made ice cream cones, uh, scooped ice cream. You know, it was, it was, it was not a bad job to have when I was in high school. No, no, you it know? doesn't sound bad, especially if it was a mile away from your house. Yeah, that's what I thought you said, and that's why I didn't. No, 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 pause an hour, you yeah, an hour. Yeah. So you would listen to this on the way there. Oh my gosh, back. yeah. Okay. I I would probably leave the house around like twelve, and mm. I wouldn't get home until like one in the morning, and. You know, dark roads on the back roads of uh, in Kiwa, listening to with the windows down, listening to Palestrina or Thomas Tallis or Monteverdi or somebody or some of the Renaissance composers. You know, usually people are blaring out like you know Little Wayne or Nelly or right. You know the um, <laughs> Fallout Boy or Blink One Eighty Two. I've got uh, Palestrina on the brain. <laughs> uh, so a lot of people on their way home listen to. Finger quote, finger air quotes, air the, quotes. The classics. the classics. While you listen to no air quotes, right? The classics, the classics, yeah, <laughs> the literal classics. And I mean, you know, I had you ready for this, yeah, ADD, sure, ADHD. I had whatever, whatever it was, whatever everybody in. Oh, I think you had childhood. Yeah, I had childhood. Yeah, I had. I um, did too. I was a crazy boy, you know. Um, <laughs> But I found that this music somehow calmed me down. Mm. You know, that this complex music that for an ADD person shouldn't make them calm. It should probably just like confuse the heck out of them. Yeah. But for me, I was in a trance, huh. you know? So I'd be screaming out whatever line or singing line that was coming out in the car. And yeah, it was pretty epic. You didn't want to be in my car at, at that time. You know, it wasn't it wasn't Nelly and Blake one eighty two one eighty two and stuff like I that. I mean, so I did I studied voice for two years. Ooh, how'd that go? Well, it, you know, I learned a lot. I was very thankful for those two years, mm -hmm. but it was not what I needed. Yeah. So I let go of studying it in the classical sense. What, what do you mean it's not what you needed? It wasn't what I needed 
at that point in my life. Mm-hmm. And, and honestly, on the, if I had stayed in that trajectory, I would be in a different place. Mm-hmm. And this is more, I'm not going to say in line with where I wanted to be back then. Yeah. But you know, you kind of picture, you have a picture of the future. Yeah. Most people. And this is a better future for me. Yeah. If I could, if I could have seen where I was now. Well, I think in in all honesty, you know, everybody's got to pick out what they want to do in life. Exactly. And just because you say you want to be something doesn't mean that you have to do everything to be that one thing. There are going to be other things that come into play mm-hmm. that may get you to where you want to be. Sure. You know, or um, you can be that one thing in many different ways. Yeah, a lot of different capacities, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um for me, you know, everybody every, everybody's favorite question to ask when they, you know, when I tell them that I'm an opera singer. And usually I don't tell people that I'm an opera singer because most people don't get it, you know. Sure. Um I would rather um show them or or coming from a, a state of having done, you know, they come see a performance or something like that, then they can say, okay, yeah, he's an opera singer. Yeah. But for me saying I'm an opera singer and then you saying, oh, sing me something, <laughs> it's, it's, it's two different. Uh, it's, oh, you're an actor? Can you do yeah, a monologue? Can you act some, yeah. Oh, like, you're a veterinarian? What? Can you um, perform? Can you vet for me? Vet. Can you vet for me as an opera yeah, can singer? You, yeah, can you vet for me? You know, actually, I don't have a surgeon right now, so um, <laughs> I was hoping to have a pet doctor. You know. Well, I was gonna say in my in my two years, which is nothing in comparison to what you have done and are doing now. Yeah. But I remember after those um, those sessions, mm-hmm. I had a very intense and intentional mm-hmm. um, coach, mm-hmm. and I would be I would leave the room sweaty. You know, like, because I was putting in work. Right. I was coming from a place of not knowing. Yeah. Because the goal is to be able to to pr- produce a lot of power yeah. and resonance without that much effort. But it, it's it takes effort to get there. Yeah. And so I would leave sweaty. So I'm, my question for you is... Do I get sweaty? Did you get sweaty when you were blasting this at 12 a.m.? Was it hard for you to get to sleep? Were uh, you also maybe nibbling on some ice cream, getting a little sugar in the know, blood? You um, know, I started actually doing solo work in college. Okay. And like I told you uh, previously, I I never thought of myself as a singer. And I still really don't think of myself as a singer. You know? What? It, it, it's weird. It's weird. Um, huh. But when... When I when I started in college, I wanted to be a, a choir director, and uh, my then girlfriend told me that I had to take voice lessons. So when I started taking voice lessons, I I didn't sweat, I would laugh like uncontrollably sometimes, because I like it was so it was so perplexing, the sound that this guy was getting out of me. Shout out to David Templeton, who was my teacher at College of Charleston. Nice, go Cougars. Um, I was so giddy at the sound that this guy was getting out of me. I was like, and he's like, you know what? And I want louder. I want you you to be louder. And for me, when somebody tells me to do something, I'm going to do it. It's a challenge. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm going to go past. Yes. And so he said, he literally said to me, he's like, I want you to be so obnoxiously loud that you kind of like jolt yourself. Yeah. I was like, all right, this guy doesn't, he doesn't know what he's about to get. So I gave it to him. I was like, pow. That's what I want. I was like, I just started laughing. I was like, really? So, whoa! It just started from there. So, so yeah. So, was that moment new to you? Oh yeah. A- every experience, like to to open your voice, is is so personal. It it's it really is. Like you're not just opening up your throat and you're singing. You're opening up your mind. You're giving up your body. Yeah. You know the like. You have to be so vulnerable to to show that to somebody. You know, and for somebody to to say, "Give me everything that you got," and you don't know what you have, and then you give give that, I, I, it was spectacular. So I was just mm. laughing. So anytime we had like a quote breakthrough, that's what you know, voice teachers like to say. He's like, "You had a great breakthrough today." I'm like, "Oh, really? Does that mean I start making the money now?" <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> funny. <laughs> yeah. So I do think in in voice in particular that sentiment rings truer than in other fields because with voice and it's funny that you say not funny it's fitting that you Mm -hmm. say you're giving more you're giving your mind and your body you're giving parts of your soul yeah 
is because it's vibrations. Yeah. It's actually um, you're resonating with people you're, or you're not. You're moving <laughs> space. I mean, yeah. just us mm. talking right now, we're moving sound waves, you know. And just think of when you're on a stage mm. and you have to, this goes back to us talking about confidence. Yeah. There can't be any shadow of a doubt in your mind that you're supposed to be there on stage delivering whatever musical experience you're supposed to be delivering to the audience. Mm-hmm. If there's any doubt in your mind, that's when that's when stuff goes shit down. hits the fan. I'm reaching over from some half and half right now. <laughs> it's true in acting as well. You know? Oh yeah. You, it, you almost have to lie to your brain and mm-hmm. say these are the circumstances. Right. This is real for now. It's real. Yeah. And cuz that will tell that will show in the performance or oh if my you're God, not, yeah. con- if you haven't convic- convinced yourself, that will also show. Right. If if you walk on stage, and you're trepidatious, if you're timid, if you're anything but confident, the audience picks up on it instantly. Yeah. Instantly. Yeah. So even if it's a false sense of confidence, you have to portray that. You have to get on there, and you have to say, "I was supposed to be here. I'm going <laughs> to deliver." <laughs> I'm going to deliver some, and yeah. you fool the audience. That's called doing your job. Exactly. So, so you know, everybody says, you know, oh my gosh, you have, you have such an amazing talent. You know, you can, God gave you a, a, a voice. You know, are these people from Charleston? Ah, uh, Charleston, uh, New York, any, pretty much any any person who doesn't know what we actually do. Yeah. Okay. You know. Okay. I got you. <laughs> because no offense, That's but funny. but the thing is, it, it's not a talent that I have to be in a practice room for three hours in a day. Hmm. You know, it's and to be honest, with you, I don't think my talent is singing. I think my talent is listening. Whoa, whoa. Right. Okay. Here we go. Yeah. So no, you're so right. So for me. Um, with regards to our art form, um, it's there's a lot of technique involved. There's a lot of work on on you and your voice and how you can get it to where it needs to be, so you can be the the best baritone that there is. Right? Um, you can only learn so much from the person that's teaching you, your voice teacher or your coach. Um, but what I choose to do is I listen. I go, I go find albums from 1920, 1930, 1940, 50. You know, the old singers that were, that were more in, in, in contact with the actual composers and conductors than any of our singers that we have right now. So to go to learn style, to learn, you know, pianissimi, to learn legato, to learn the, the nuances of, of singing, you find that by listening to the greats, you know. So my girlfriend always gets on me because if if I hear just a little bit of an opera, I know which one it is. That's I know it, and I can awesome. start I can start singing it, the the orchestra line or whatnot. Because I don't know, it's just I love it. But to me, that is my talent. My talent is the ability to listen and not not recreate. But to, I guess, more understand um, what I need to be doing to get better, you know. And so you go back to go, do that. I go back. So that's interesting. So in other fields like, you know, uh, sports, mm-hmm. for instance, the mm-hmm. technologies are constantly mm-hmm. changing yeah. and contributing to what those practitioners are doing in whatever field that is. Mm-hmm. How much does the technology change in, in vocal performance? I mean, that's, it, it's a slippery slope, you know. Um, to me, mm, probably want to avoid this area because so many people have different opinions about, um, you know, voice technique, singers of, of today. Um, I guess I would just say that for me, there's nothing that I can get from there are great performers today. There really are. But there's nothing that I get from the performers today that I can't get more of from the performers of the past. Okay. So to me, I choose to listen to what, where it started. You know, 
because as as we get further and further away from that, you know, it gets a little diluted. Everybody has their hands in the pot, and yeah, you know, okay, this this person is teaching this way, this person is teaching this way. I I learn a, a specific method. It's called the Maloki method. There are singers that study that way, Mario Del Monaco, Franco Corelli, that I go back and I listen to. I'm like, okay, so that's what my teacher is teaching me. So then I need to go back and I need to listen to the guys that did it. Whoa. You know? My teacher told me to do that. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, see, the problem is not, a, not everybody's doing that. And to me, it's like, why, why wouldn't you investigate? Why wouldn't you investigate the full frame of your, of your, of your craft? You know, we, we, all have, we all have a duty, particularly those in the arts, to keep the tradition going. Yeah. And we would be so far to say that the people that came before us, they made it happen. So l- yeah. let's go back and let's, yeah. let's listen to them. You know, let's, let's learn huh. from them. You know, that's, that's how I do it. So I, I learn from, from listening. And, you know, I, I study on a, on a week-to-week basis, you know. Um, like your coffee mugs. Oh man, I love coffee. How much does the opera that you're listening to affect the coffee mug that you choose week to week? You know, when I'm performing in an opera, I like to drink coffee in in between acts. No. Yeah. Oh yeah. Some is that part of the Maloki <laughs> method? Yeah. <right>. <laughs> Good <laughs> on you. Um, I, you know, to be honest with you, I, I would hope it is, um, but no, I can't say that for a fact. But, but I don't know. To me, coffee just gets you. It gets you revved up. Yeah. It's not the best thing for your voice when you're when you're in performance mode, you know, because uh, it has a tendency to dry your throat out. Whoa, but, okay. You know, so um, that's not a that's not a myth. No, no, it's it's it, a de- dehydrate. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. dehydrates okay. you. Yeah, um, but I kind of <laughs> I like the caffeine and I like the jolt that it gives me yeah. uh, right before I'm about to go on stage. Yeah. Um, I mean, and it's hot, so it, it has a warming effect. Effects so it can soothe the voice before you go out. Sure, but you know, any longer it's going to dry you out. You know, before the end of the performance. So. Yeah, that's why a lot of uh, musical theater people do the non-caffeinated tea and oh, the vapor. Yeah. The Do you have one of those vapor machines that you, know, you can plug into? You know, I used to be, I used to be really like my voice. Oh my god! I yeah, have, I have to protect my voice. Mm, I I don't really do that. Too often, I, I feel like, um, I don't know, I, f- I feel like life is too short to, yes, you know, um, starve yourself of some of uh, life's, um, you know, wonders, you know, coffee being one of them, sure. um, caffeine, um, but yeah, there, there are people that have the, you know, the vapor machines and the, you know, if they go on an airplane, they'll have the, the vapor uh, masks. Um, really? Oh, yeah. Because it, when you're in an airplane, it's um, a pressurized cabin, so yeah. um, it'll dry you out Oh, instantly, yeah. And then you might get the, the guy next to you that just starts talking to you, and you're like, sir, I don't know if you know, I'm an opera singer, and I can't speak right now. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've never done lot? that. No, oh. I, haven't, I haven't done that yet. You know, but you I, do have to check yourself? Yeah, yeah, you want to make sure, you know, every every singer has their rituals, you know, particularly on an, an audition day or performance day. Yeah. Um, and they can be complex, you know. Some people, you know, choose to go about different warm-ups before when they get up to check their voice. Um, I thought you were going to say some people chew and you were going to list some sort of a weird root. Yeah, some people or bark. Oh, ginger, you know. Um, Do you, could you... Uh, there's like a there's like a element of like not giving away the secret, but could you maybe walk us through a morning or a day in the life of you, you want to know what I do? When yeah, I, when maybe. I, yeah, ready to go. <laughs> and then sprinkle the half yeah. Then and I, half then in I have a little sip. coffee, and I'm like, all right, ready to go. Very good, because it's a lifestyle for you. It, it is. I mean, but that's not to say that 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 works for everybody. You know. Yeah. Um, to me, um. We only have so much voice in a day. You know, if if you go to a club, I don't go to clubs. I don't I don't do loud concerts and stuff like that. Like I'm not trying to go out and party it up before an audition day. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm not trying to go do karaoke, you know, 
it, oh my gosh, karaoke rips me up. Like <laughs> literally, it's the competition thing. I you know, I don't the know challenge. what it is. Like sometimes I can't hear myself, and so I'm screaming. You know, and I get but it's, I get hyped. But listen, it's not like I'm doing Mariah Carey or anything like that. What are you doing? Uh, Frank Sinatra. Yeah, me too. I always I look for no. It. Yeah, that's the first thing I look for. And and everybody looks at me like, dude, you're killing the vibe. I'm like, yeah. do not disrespect Frank like that. <laughs> All right, he Even is not he a vibe killer. Many people, yeah. <laughs> he killed the vibe. Many yeah. times. And his, he did. <laughs> well, he had his own problems, but you yeah. know, he's a great sing. You know, he's a great. Oh, his his chords, man. Well, you know, I I can only deal with enough, you know, in sync Mariah Carey and, and stuff in karaoke. Yeah, so no. so I'm not trying to do karaoke and you know, um, uh, you know, clubbing before I I go for an audition. Um, rest is the best thing, you know. And so what I was saying is that we only have so much voice in a day. Right. You know, I don't want to spend all my voice warming up. You know, I don't want to, like, to me, I'm like, okay, I only got so much. You know, do I want to save it for my bathroom? Right. Or do I want to save it for the audition? Right. You know, so I right. might I might sing a phrase, excuse me, I might sing a troubling phrase that I'm like, okay, am I going to am I gonna make this? Am I warmed up? You know, sing through it. It's there. We're done. <laughs> yeah. We're done. And then we go to the audition, <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know, yeah. um... <laughs> But when I was in college, it was a lot different. I was, I was like, I can't, I can't speak for a week. I can't, you know, I can't look at somebody weird. Or my voice is just gonna kink, you know. You had weird, like mental, like things yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But I think that yeah. was more because there was still a lack of confidence in what I was doing. Interesting. Yeah, a lot of uh, major league baseball players have really weird things like that. Oh, yeah. And if you look at baseball as a, like within the sports world, baseball is an opera. Yeah. I mean, it's long. That's it's uh, long. That's one. And everyone has very distinct roles, but if depending on where you're sitting and yeah. you know, whose turn it is, and like warm they ups are, and all the, oh, the, yeah, atten- there. the attention is on them. They have to deliver. Yeah. And well, and that's the thing. It's okay. You have to deliver. You know, you have to to give the performance that best uh, shows what you can do, you know? Yeah. Uh, we're talking like audition. Yes. Right? And what the piece is asking of you. Right. And I think what a lot of people, um, correct me wrong, uh, singers out there, um, <laughs> think about when they go into an audition is that they have to be a complete product. Like, they, like this is what they are. They are done. But that's not, that's not true. We're learning on a, on a day-to-day basis. We, we grow within the weeks, within the months, you know. Um, I'll do some recording sessions for people, um, and I'll do my own recordings um, for audition stuff and whatnot. And I tell them, I'm like, look, this is what you are right now. We're not, we don't need to get so frustrated with ourselves because we know we're going to keep growing. Right. So this is just, so what I always approach when I go into an audition, I say, this is what I've got right now love that this is what i can give you right now whoa and if you don't like it that's that's not your fault it's not my fault and it doesn't and to me it doesn't say anything bad about me it doesn't say okay you didn't get this you're going to get more no's in auditions than you are yeses i mean it's statistically you know i'll do you know 25 to 30 auditions in a in a season and i might get two yeses yeah, you know, you but, don't want it the other way around. If you had it the other way around, you would have to then start certainly managing. Well, certainly. What, what am I going to say? And two, you have to think. You have to think to yourself. Okay, I I had I had a I had an audition where I went in and um, I I sang for the guy and I sang really well for what I was at that at that time. Yeah, I sang really well. I felt. And he looked at me, and he looked at my resume, because we all have to give a resume. And, you know, usually it's full of, you know, credits. You know, my, my resume wasn't full of anything, you know. Huh. Um, it was full of white. You know, there's yeah. more white on the page than there was, you know, lettering. That's um, good that you were being honest about that. Well, so, so he, he asked me, he said, um, why is it that, you know, you sing, you sing so well, but you... You don't have any any credits on your on your resume, and I, I said to be honest with you, 
like if if I if I blow up my I can, I can go do everything under the moon, right? I can go do programs, I can go do this, I can go do that. But if I'm not working on my voice, if I'm not actually working on what needs to get better, why why do you need to see so many credits? Did you say that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I didn't get the job, but <laughs> you should have. Oh my gosh. But but I, I think re- That's amazing. What did he say? He said thanks for being honest. Oh. And and to be honest, that's a, all I can do is be honest. Sure. You know, yeah. um everybody has a different there is no there is no um schematic for how to go about this career. Frankly, any any artist's life, there's no like, all right, you go do this program, you do this program and this program, you're going to have a career, yeah. you know? There's none of that. No. So, despite what you There's only hear. one thing that you have control over. What's that? Your voice. So, I choose to focus on working on my voice more than I do going to do everything, you know? Well, what about the people you know and hang out with? Mm-hmm. I don't have very many friends. That's well, a lie. I, 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 I do. I, I I do, but I I don't I don't hang out with a lot of people. Yeah, I, I understood. Okay. What you're, I understood the joke, but I was yeah. also really into what we were talking about. Oh. So I kind of moved on, <laughs> but I giggled in my head, like when you're watching cartoons alone. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, but you know, so but it's also like um, you were, you were saying about my friends. What what like I I was just saying like I I don't even really know. I what's I their forgot. what's their outlook? Everybody has a different outlook. On, on how to do this, you know? And I think, right. um, I think that if you're enjoying what you do in life hmm. um, and there's a love and a passion um, for that, like I genuinely, that sounded, gen- genuinely. Genuine. 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 Genuinely. I genuinely love opera. I love it. Yeah. I absolutely love it. Like I would rather I would rather listen to opera every single day than any other piece of music out there. Huh. And and to me that's what you have to do. Like if you if you're going to say I want to be this, uh, be a singer. I want to be an actor. I want to be an artist. Fall in love with your craft. That's the first thing that should happen. Nobody should just be a singer because or an opera singer for that matter if you don't love listening to opera. Like I'm sorry, you know. <laughs> Next, yeah, please, like you know, save yourself, you yeah. know, because yeah, the, it is hard. It's hard what we do, you know. The rejection is hard. The 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 hours and hours of practice are hard, you know. But you have to find within that something that you love. For me, yesterday, last night, I listened to to three different operas. Had a glass of wine. Start to finish, three different. Uh, I, I finished. Um, so I'll be going down to Miami, Florida, to work with Florida Grand. Um, actually, this this weekend, and so I have a couple of operas that I need to learn for that. So I listened to Il Matrimonio Segreto um, and Don Giovanni all the way through. Beautiful. And then for fun, I wanted to go to the one that I absolutely love, which is Rigoletto. So I, but I just sat there, looked at a score, and listened to the music. You know, and for me, that's fun. Yeah. That's a great. What, what, what's today? Sunday. That was a great Saturday night. Yeah, I did the same thing on Friday. That's my life. Oh, that reminds me. That's what I was gonna say. Is a life like that dedicated to the craft? It doesn't leave much room for things like just days where you spend with your friends. No. Yeah. No, it is a no, it very doesn't. private life. I have a I have a beautiful girlfriend yeah. who I love to death. And she is an opera singer as well. She's wonderful, amazing opera singer. Whoa. That's it is, cool. It, it's wonderful. Whoa. And to be honest with you, it people always say it's not easy to have relationships with other singers. Ah. But to be honest with you, I find more comfort having a girlfriend that is a singer because Good. she understands what I go through and yeah. I understand what she goes through. Yeah. And and we're both a team in that aspect. That's beautiful, um, man. And we both enjoy the same things. Like, I don't have a girlfriend who's asking me to go out to the clubs every single day. Like, I, I just can't do that. That's just not what I am or what I do. And she's good? Oh, she's wonderful. That's yeah. also good. Yeah. I, I mean, it's fortunate that she's also good. Oh, yeah. Because if she was 
uh, bad, <laughs> and you both were in it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, yeah, yeah, no. You don't, you don't want a bad one. She's like no, really no. good. That's, she's really that's good. What they call she's undiscovered, yoked. like really good. Oh, good. You know, and and I, it's hard for sopranos in in this industry. You know, there's so many. Yes, there's so many of them. Yes, and. Uh, she actually, it's funny, the day that I leave, she's actually going up to um, Connecticut uh, to sing with Opera Connecticut for their uh, Butterfly. Oh, cool. And she is Madame Butterfly, which is the lead role in this terribly hard opera for Sopranos. And she's going to do that when I go when I go down to Florida, you know. Because her boss. Yeah, she's killing it. That's awesome. And I am too. Wow. But I mean, we're killing it. I, I, you know, I don't want to come off as egotistical in this thing. But to be honest with you, you should be proud of where you're at and what you're doing, regardless of whatever tier or level that you're at. You know, I, I came to New York hmm. and I just wanted to perform. I came here four years ago and I've performed every single year. Regina Opera is where I got my start. They're a, a nonprofit, non paying, um, wonderful company that allows you to put roles on the stage with a full orchestra and and you also get some reviews. Yeah. You don't get paid, but you get the experience. That's awesome. Yeah. And you're doing legitimate roles. And I was very, very lucky that they that they gave me the opportunity because then I, I worked on my craft. Mm. So you know you know, to get deep, if you will, you know, um, you never know where life is going to take you. And if you're not happy with what you're doing, you got to go find the thing that you love. Go find it. Right. And, and to me, everybody's like, well, what about the money? What about this? You know, well, there's money to be had in opera, but it's reserved for the people that are elite, you know? All you can do is work hard to try and be one of those elite people. Is that what you're doing? I would like to think so, yeah. I would like to think so. And I'd like to think that all my friends are doing the same thing too. But I'll tell you what, I don't wake up every morning thinking about making the money. Because if you're thinking about the money, then your head's in the wrong, yeah. head's in the wrong place already. You got to think about the the very thing that you need to make the money is going to require your head to be in a different place. Right. Right. And it's all progression, you know. So, you know, I don't know where I want to go next. Well, I have a, I have just something to throw out there. Please throw it out. I usually end my episodes like this, Uh but I, but. We can keep going after this. I just wanted to ask you because it was perfect after what you just said, which is you never know where life is going to take take you. Right. And part of my attempt to get deep, if you will, mm-hmm. in each podcast, I just kind of like, you know, even if I the guest just scratches the surface, I ask them this question like, 10 years ago from now, you would not have pictured, maybe you would have, but you would not have pictured where you are in what you're doing. No. Right. And mm-hmm. and in many ways, that's awesome and a blessing and very affirming, mm-hmm. confirming. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we're humans. Mm-hmm. And I think part of what's so beautiful about what you do, which I um, would also like to see other artists come to grips with, which is, you can be confident in your successes in mm-hmm. a way that's not egotistical, but you're acknowledging and having respect for the craft and yeah. the work that you're putting into it. So with that in mind, and the fact that we are humans where we feel challenged and we may, you know, we challenge ourselves, our peers challenge mm-hmm. us, we want bigger and better things. Yeah. Ten years from now, you know, what, where, what, do you, what image do you have for yourself? Oh, man. If there's anything close to the zone, you know, I mean, I, you know, I guess everybody, everybody's like simple answer would be, you know, I want to be at the Met, I want to be, you know, international artist. Um, I don't, I haven't really thought ten years down the line, five, but what whatever. I would hope, well, yeah, I would hope that there is a, a sustainability in what it is that I do, you know, being yep. able to travel and, and which I've been able to do thus far. Um, 
But in all honesty, if I had no career right now, if I if if somebody said, "Hey Nate, just gonna let you know, you're not gonna have a career." Hmm. All right, what do you do with that? Well, I would say to myself, "I'm okay," because to be honest with you, I feel that I've been able to access my voice the way that I want to access it, and that's a that's a big thing, like. To be able to sing the things that I want to sing and feel that I can sing them the way that I want to, I'm happy. So you really care about the voice. Yeah. That's the most important part. You know, I, I, used, to get, I used to get so enveloped with how many auditions I got, how many no's I got, how many yeses, um, the, everything. I used to get so caught up in everything. Anytime I got an audition, I'd, I'd put it on Facebook and I'd say, I'm so excited to have this audition. I'm so excited to have this audition. You know? yeah. But somewhere along the line, I was like, I just want to work on the voice. And if that gets better, then I'll let that speak for itself. Yep. You know, I keep, I keep everything to myself. I don't do posts about... You know, have this audition coming up, have this audition up. Because to be honest with you, it's just an audition. Yeah. Like, you didn't get the job. No. You know, so why get everybody worked up about, you know, an audition you don't even know if you're going to get? I mean, really, you have two jobs. One of them is your everyday job, which is auditioning. Yeah. And your secondary job is your main job, which is you get to perform. It's after you get the gig. Yeah. So really, if you're just doing your day job, which is auditioning, it's like people posting on Facebook, go into the office. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's like, all right. <laughs> well, you want to know the sick thing about it? The, I do. The sick thing about what we do is that we, all right, again, singers, I'm just speaking for myself, and I'm hoping that it's, uh, you know, the same for you. Resonating. We, we get so excited about auditions. Mm. For This is the mind, mind, mind process, right? <laughs> it's, okay, man, that application costs $50. All right, I'm, I'm going to do it. Send it in. I hope crossing your fingers. Hope I get the audition. You Whoa, know, wait, right? Wait, wait. This is a lot of new information. Oh, you ready? Yeah, fifty dollars. Like, oh yeah, you have to pay for applications just to be seen. What? Oh yeah. Okay. Which is fine. I mean, it's not. It's sure. nothing new. It's just new yeah. information. Right? For me. Yeah. Okay. It's 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 just what we do. Whoa. You know, you pay to be seen. Some are some are free. Um, oh, excuse me. That was that was my. It's two people in a room. That was my nice low notes right there. That's <laughs> that's how I warm that up in the morning. Guttural stroke. Yeah. Mm. Um, so yeah, you, you know, we're like, okay, I hope I get the, I hope I get the the application. Fill out the application. Hope I get the audition. Right. Wow. Okay. I got the audition. I got the audition. Yes. Okay. Oh, now the mindset goes to, oh man, I gotta, I gotta prepare. You know, <laughs> what am I gonna sing? Yeah. You know, what do they want to hear? You know. Oh, it's a midday audition. Okay, they've already heard a couple of people in my after lunch. You know, you think about all these things, you know, and what piece you're going to sing for them to, mm. you know, get the job. You know, yep. Yep. you go in there, you feel confident about what you just did. I sang really well. Oh, you know, great job. Then comes the doubt. Ah, oh, I didn't sing that. I didn't sing that well. You know, they didn't. They weren't so happy about it. I hope I get the job. You know, there's always. So then you get the job, right? And then you're like, oh my god, I got the job. And you're like, now. I have to put together the role. Okay. You know, each level has its yeah. ebbs and flows. Yep. Yep. You know, you just want yeah. more. Yeah. You know? And in the rehearsal process, you're like, whoa, now I got to perform. Yeah. Yeah. You got to get up there and you got to do it. And then the job ends. Yep. Then you got to find the next one. The so, next audition. Right. So it's, it's this never-ending process. Yeah. So if you if if you aren't confident in what you're doing, if you're not enjoying what you what you are doing, the process can be exhausting. It's the distinction between people chasing the idea or the career title as opposed to the people that are interested in the voice. Right. And that's, I guess, what I'm trying to say is that I don't think it should be a, uh, a journey to, to the career. Hmm. It should be a journey with you and your voice. And that is the career. Right. And and if we are so lucky to get to experience the career, wow. then 
good for you. I have, I have no qualms with any singer singing right now because they are doing what they love to do. Like, good for you guys. I hope I get to see you guys up there. But I'm not, during this process, going to beat myself down and think that I can't stand up there with Hell you. Hell yeah, man. So... That's the that's reason a, that that gets me excited because it's the first time I've seen that phrased in a way, not phrased, just put together yeah. in a way where it's not, um, it's not. There's not that little grain of like, oh well, it's gonna be okay, man. It's yeah. like no, 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 no. Like I enjoy this. Yeah, find what and you it's love. Health, in it's it. like actually healthy and yeah. it's positive for you. It's positive for the people that are up there that yeah. you're looking at. You know, it's it's not. It's, I it's I don't think anything of which I've said is egotistical. No, it's me. You have to be confident in what you're doing. Yeah, you in your interviewing on podcasts. Yeah, you have to be confident in front of the person across from you, or the whole thing's going to go down because we're relying on you to keep this thing afloat, you know? But the thing is, like, you love... Not this episode. Not this episode. We're we're good. We're good. I think I've probably talked a little bit too much. Absolutely not. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But, you know, you have to... Confidence... Everybody looks at confidence as... Negative connotation. Egotistical. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm just being confident because... I'd like to love myself, you know? And I mean, I think true confidence is a, to a degree, a separation from your ego. Oh. That may be a little too hippy that was, dippy. That was, that was pretty deep, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're not in this for Nathan, you're in this for the voice. Yeah, I'm in this... Actually, you know, I'm in it for my family. I, whoa, okay, I'm in, here I'm, we go. I'm in it for my family because... They've seen it all. Mm-hmm. They've seen the growth. They've been there. I mean, my whole family, my, my extended, everybody has, has seen the growth. And I would be doing a disservice to them and myself if I didn't keep going. This is what I do. This is what I love to do. So I'm going to be confident in what I do, and I'm going to hope for the best. But I'm, I'm not going to get down on myself every time I have an audition and somebody says no to me. That's just a that's a normality. Like mm-hmm. that's to be expected. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- there's one thing uh, I forget who who told me. Maybe it was my teacher. I don't know. But the best best bit of information that um, you could ever have for auditions: audition and forget. Mm-hmm. Forget about it. Yep. Forget about it. You can't you can't control anything else after that. So the best thing you can do for yourself is forget about it and move on to the next day. Which I think they call uh, being in the moment. Yeah. Being present. Yeah. Be present. Do what you need to do. And then forget about it. Yeah. And it makes it even better when you get the email like, uh, we didn't we don't want you. And you're like, all right, like, whatever. Wait, what I forgot about for? you. Yeah. Oh, oh, that. <laughs> oh okay. Right, that right, right, right. Cool. All right. All right, cool. I was prepping for this. I'll see you next year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And maybe the year after that. Yeah, maybe the year after that until I, you know, decide to hang it up. But hang up my jersey with the number twenty three on the back of Dude, it. Dude, actually, well, it wouldn't be Jordan. Who would it be for you? So maybe still a twenty three. Uh, yeah, definitely twenty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, LeBron James goat. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Tom and Brady goat. You know, Tom Brady goat. Oh, um, he is the best. Yeah, the best. So who would you say the goat of opera is? Oh my gosh, that's a great question. Then you can do a Mount. Um, I don't want to get the name wrong. It's Maloki. Been, it's been a a Mount Maloki. Yeah, the yeah. Uh, no, the, the the mount of is Ma, is Ma, Maloki a mountain? No, I'm sorry. I thought you were gonna. Uh, you know the, the mountain the, with all the faces, the presidents. Oh, Mount Rushmore. It. I was gonna say Rushmore, yeah. but I didn't want to sound like an ignorant yeah. fool. But in drawing it out, we're allowed to do that. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Well, who who would be on your Mount Rushmore if you can't? All right, pick if, we're, a goat? if we're gonna go four, yeah, if we're sure, gonna go four. We'll sure. go four because four is great. Um, I would have to say, um, oh man. All right, so first and foremost, it's Ettore Bastianini. Ettore Bastianini is a baritone and tears at my heartstrings every time I listen to him. Um, for me, there's no better baritone than Bastianini. Wow. Um, some would argue that. I know there's, there's a bunch of other, um, you know, that came before him. But for me, Bastianini. Um, hmm. 
I, I, I have to put to the side, if we could add, like, to me, on Rushmore, there should be, like, a, you know, a, one more face on the other side because they just belong in their own, you know, world. And okay. that's Enrico Caruso, who, who started the, the whole thing. I mean, he's a wonderful tenor. Would you say he chiseled? I would say he chiseled. Mount Rushmore? I, w- I would say he was the, um, he got everybody jacked up to want to be. He was on, the caffeine. Yeah, yeah he was the caffeine behind it. Okay, got you. So if we're going back to the faces, you know, you have Ete Bacchanini, then you have Mario Del Monaco, who's a, a tenor. Um, sick. Um, again, you know, I, people listening to this will have other opinions. Sure. And, and that's fine, guys. Th- this is not their episode. Th- this is not. Um, but I like y'all singers too. Anyways, so and then I have to put another tenor beside him, yep. Franco Corelli. Um, th- those two, oh my gosh, I mean they made the art form visceral. It was like it was like going to war on stage. It, that's what opera is. Opera is you 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 stand out there and it's me. I, I don't want to say me versus you, but we will do this together. But you. Best bet that I'm coming for you. Yeah, like it's war out there. Yeah, I. I it has to be. It has to be because to me, the the art form is so passionate that if we are not giving our whole selves, then you know you might as well just you know go back to your dressing room. Um, next to hmm. you know only four man, I could I could list so many. Next to Franco Corelli would be Maria Callas. Maria Callas was the soprano amongst all the sopranos. And we can name hundreds, well, not hundreds, actually, you can't even name hundreds of sopranos. Uh, you know, there's probably 10 great sopranos that I could list off, but at the top of that is Callas. Um, behind that would be Tabaldi. But, you know, um, that would be my Rushmore of singers. Wow. And, and to be honest with you, I think everybody should go and, and listen. That's who, who the younger generation should be listening to. I will listen. You now. should. I I'll, have this now. I'll, I'll send you something. You it's know? the knowledge, too. It, it it's is. Like... And, and to be honest with you, I could send you a recording that even though you don't know what's going on, you understand the feeling and the amount yeah. of passion that yeah. they are giving to each performance. You know, these are live performances, too, you know. So, you know, I can, please do send me that. I will. I, I definitely will. I can go on and on talking about opera. We'll I, come back on. I mean, we could. I mean, we'll see how bad this one turned out because I've been ranting. In terms of my experience, because I'm not the listener, but this has one been one of the more enjoyable ones. I appreciate that. That's very nice of you. I mean, it's very nice of you to come and to I, share. I wouldn't mind. I mean, I would love to... I don't want to say I'm 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 not an educator. I, I wouldn't educate people about opera, but I, I don't you know. would. It'd be cool to it'd be cool to talk Bless about it mind. because it is cool. It's very cool. and I I want to squash one thing because I was thinking about this um, uh, yesterday, and and we can wrap it up after that. Well, you have to save your voice. <sighs> la 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 la. <laughs> I want to I want to get rid of um, this uh, one. Uh, um, uh, what, what would you, how would you say it? Uh, the the fat opera singer. It's not a thing. No, it's not a thing. Okay, it it never. Anybody I come across, they say, "Well, I thought you had to be, you know, three hundred pounds to sing opera." <laughs> no, 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 no. The people that I listed to you on the on the Rushmore, very thin. Hmm. And I don't want to get into like weight and what you know looks good, this, that, and the other thing. But they were relatively thin people. It wasn't like you know, objectively they, speaking. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yep. This is a normal, run of the mill, you know, looking people. Yeah. If you will. Um, I mean, you look great. Thank you. I appreciate that. You know, in in no, there was zero percentage of my brain expecting you to be fat. So, but I right, know that that know, stereotype. But that's a exists. stereotype. That's what I, I was looking stereotype. for. Yeah, you know the yep. the horn. You know, um, and unfortunately, that that is the stereotype. But you'd you'd be mistaken. It, there are some beautiful people um, singing. You know, not to say that the the yeah. bigger ones weren't beautiful. Well, I was just about to say there are beautiful fat people. Yeah, like overweight, fat, whatever you want to say. Bob was beautiful. He yeah. sang like a god. 
oh, this that one song, you know, the the stereotypical video. What's that one? You know, where he's singing that. That was amazing. Yeah, I, I, I think you're, I think you're, time. I think you're talking about Nessun Dorma. Yes, yes. And, and and he's beautiful when he sings yeah, that. Dude, I could show you stuff that would just blow your mind. Intero. Yeah, yeah, there it is. Oh yeah, yeah exactly. the face. I saw yeah. it. Oh yeah, dude. I almost started crying. We, dude, we should, we should definitely do this again. We should pop up some videos and whatnot. We can. Oh, let's do it. Yeah, I'll just yeah. show you what the amazingness that what what we do. You know. Okay, so we'll do a take two. Yeah. Where we get a little more in depth. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because this was kind of like you know feeling it out. Yeah. You know, it was talking about me and whatever I said. I can't remember. We were warming up. We if were. You will. Exactly. Until next time. Until next time. Thank you so much. Yeah, man. Can we end with a cling of our coffees? Nice. Thanks. This podcast is produced by Rock Rising. Come follow us on Instagram, and if you want to hear more podcasts, visit rockrising.org. Thanks.